All right, you are now tuned in to the follow through clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast Emergency Episode Two Sixty Five. Kyrie Irving is now a Dallas Maverick. We're going to break down the whole trade, both sides of it. So follow through, Drew. Kick that intro music. What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast. Episode 265, we're going to do this as an emergency pod. Drew and I have not, we've only done four. Drew informed me that we've only done four emergency pods in all of our years doing this. Is this our fourth or our fifth? Technically, this would be like our fifth, uh, but... Yes, it, 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 we have done four prior to this. This would be like our fifth emergency podcast. I'm trying to think, was the first one Blake when Blake yes. got traded? That was. And then it what was were the, the very other first ones? one was Blake Griffin signing his $200 million five-year extension and then getting traded, uh, which was, it, you know, obviously an important <laughs> podcast for us as we were just, that was on our first season clips. It was, oh, was it really? It was season number one. Oh. Uh, because that was when everything changed for the Clippers. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. And then, and then what else? Then we had Russell getting traded was a big one. And then what was another one? Uh, the, that was the most recent one was Russell Westbrook. I I'm, I'm failing to remember the other, it was probably Kevin Durant. I want to say it was KD oh, going yeah. to the nets. I, I think that would have been an emergency pod when he well, decided to leave golden state, but I don't, I, I don't know. It's hard to remember. I have to go through and look at him. Well, this is going to be an emergency pod. This is only going to be about what happened with Kyrie, uh, Kyrie going to the Mavericks. It's a big deal because Drew and I, I mean, we finished our other, our last podcast. Uh, and then hours after yeah. Kyrie says uh, once again, that he wants to be traded. <laughs> and now as of Sunday, he's traded to the Mavericks and we have to talk about it. I think we're going to have, uh, we're going to look at both sides, Nets, Mavs, what this means for the rest of the NBA moving forward. And, you know, man, I don't think. I think this relationship like Nets and Kyrie has been tarnished for a while now. Okay. Mm. It's kind of like, you know, Kyrie being the super hot chick, but she's batshit crazy. Like you want to be with her because <laughs> she's so hot, but there's a lot of drama that comes with it. And everybody's been putting out their opinions too, regarding this trade. And I just think that this has been tarnished for a while. I think everything that happened this season in general, uh, with you know the the posting of the the YouTube clip that that brought him an eight game suspension, and then what the Nets had Kyrie do to try to like salvage the relationship, I thought was bullshit. You and I both did. I just don't. I don't think it was going to work out regardless. All right, and Kyrie has every. It, it's his. It, it's his priority to not want to play somewhere. You're allowed to as a player. Like if you don't want to play somewhere, you can request a trade. Kyrie's not the first and definitely not the last player to request a trade, right? We just think that, or I think that um, it's been a, it's been a continuous drama filled soap opera with Kyrie. It has. And I think Kyrie is a great person. I think he lives his truth. I think he's very well respected amongst NBA players. I think he does a lot for the community and for his community that doesn't go in the newspapers or on social media a lot. But I do think that Kyrie is a really bad employee. He is. <laughs> he just really is, man. And if he, when he's not happy, he lets it be known. And 
you know, the Clippers made a play. I thought the Clippers were, I, I didn't want it to happen, but I was like, damn, Clippers are going to make a play. We know the Lakers have been trying to make a play for like two years mm -hmm. to get Kyrie with, with LeBron. I was surprised, Drew, at what the Clippers offered to get him. I thought Terrence Mann was off the, off, uh, the trade block, but it was Luke Kennard, T-Man, two picks. Yeah. And Lakers offered uh, Russ there too, those two coveted first round picks. And that was it. And then the Nets, I, I never thought that the Nets were going to send him to the Lakers. I think Joe Sy, in spite of, of Kyrie, was not going to send him where he wanted to go. So let's talk about the trade. Nets get uh, Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith. I don't think they're done either. They're trying to flip uh, Dinwiddie right now and draft capital for Van Vliet, which is interesting. So I don't think this whole thing is done yet. But what was your first take when you heard about the trade? That was a, a whirlwind of whatever, 48 hours or maybe even less than 48 hours from Kyrie requesting a trade to it being done. And that was, that was very quick and very, very fast movement for the Nets to get him out that fast. Now, my initial reaction to Kyrie requesting the trade was this is a, a pretty sound business decision, right? It, it, removing the history and removing... Uh, you know, even just the basketball portions entirely, looking at it from a business point of view, Kyrie decided to use his leverage to either demand that the Nets pay him and, and extend him, which is really what he's seeking, right? Let's be real. He didn't really necessarily, I don't know this to be true, but in my estimation, he's looking for the contract, right? He's, he's like, I, I need to be paid. My, I'm going to be a free agent next year. Let's lock this up as soon as possible. So I do think and, and again, I could be wrong, but I do think most likely he just wanted the extension with the Brooklyn Nets, right? So the only way he can force the hand for them to do that before the trade deadline is go, I want to, I want to trade or sign me, right? And then it came out that Kyrie didn't intend to play for the rest of the year if he was not traded or extended after this deadline. Uh, so it was a bit of a, like a, a strong arm from Kyrie going, look, I, I don't I'm I'm taking the matters into my own hands. I'm not letting you guys decide this whenever you think is, you know, convenient for you to decide this. So from that perspective, I was like, OK, you know, a decent business play. Right. Decent negotiation tactic. Uh, and then. This time, uh, as opposed to this last summer, seems like there was a lot more interest. Right. This was um, perhaps advised by, you know, the Kyrie's team to do this. Maybe this was Kyrie on his own coming up with this idea. But right now, there are so many teams that are in need of someone like Kyrie, i.e. the Dallas Mavericks, the Lakers, the Clippers. And I think Miami Heat also threw in a, a trade offer in there as well. Uh, and then and then so the reaction was when when the news came out, it was like, OK, well, everyone's trying to predict who's who's going to offer what and the package that the Nets ended up ultimately going with was the one I think that provides them with the most value to salvage this particular season. And for the, for the Mavericks, I think that's kind of where I want to go clips is why would they want to do this trade? Why bring in Kyrie Irving? And, and so from the Mavericks perspective, Luka Doncic is out right now. He's injured. He, he has a heel ankle issue going on. And the in the immediacy they know they need to continue to stay afloat while Luca is out right they need to be able to win games and Spencer Didwitty 
you know, for, for his piece, had a huge game for the Mavericks last week. I think he had like 36 and some other really great numbers coming out of there in a win without Luka Doncic. Uh, so perhaps that performance is what maybe expedited this trade from happening here, like getting Spencer and Dorian Finney-Smith over to the Nets. I think the Nets view that package as something that they might be able to still salvage this year. In my opinion, the Nets are no longer title contenders with this lineup. Uh, and I think you mentioned it. I do, I do think there's a chance that there's more moves coming from the Nets, whether that be a Ben Simmons trade or whether that be, you know, the monster, you know, that's, that's behind the curtain, the Kevin Durant trade, and then they completely blow it up. I still think the, both of those options are on the table for the Nets. But if they leave it like this, uh, the Nets have a, a decent chance of if Kevin Durant comes back healthy and plays the way that he was playing before he got injured, maybe they can salvage something out of this season. But I don't think a, a championship uh, team is, is, is what they're working with right now in Brooklyn. So back to the Mavericks. Luke is out. Kyrie can immediately come in and lead the team in scoring and help them win games. The Mavericks also did get uh, Markeith Morris, I believe, is, is, the, is the Morris brother that was involved in the trade as well. So another, you know, wing rotation kind of guy to fill some of those minutes lost by losing uh, DFS. Um, and the thing that, that stood out the most to me about this was obviously Luca will be back, right? Maybe not in time for All-Star Weekend or maybe not for another month. But whenever he comes back, we, we knew how good the Dallas Mavericks were when Jalen Brunson was operating in that role and Kyrie is better than Jalen Brunson, right? Like Jalen Brunson is a fantastic player. I don't want to get it twisted in any regard, but Kyrie is a better version of what Jalen Brunson does, right? I think you could argue that Jalen might be a better defender. And I think that would, that might be fair, but I think Kyrie is, um, <laughs> he picks his moments on defense. I'll say that and, and can be relatively impactful on the defensive end, but that's clearly not what he's, going to Dallas for. So first and foremost, we can get back to seeing Dallas at their best with that secondary ball handler, that secondary shot creator. And something that I think works well in, in favor of Dallas is a lot of people are bringing up like, well, is there enough basketball going around for Luca and that Kyrie? All the time. Everybody says that. Right. And we were thinking the same thing about Kyrie and Durant. And I think that actually worked pretty good. Right. And, and granted, Luca is a very different player than Kevin Durant does not bring, you know, Durant doesn't bring the ball up. It doesn't have the ball in his hands all the time. He's able to work off the ball in the system of the offense. But I do think because it existed and it worked well with Brunson, I can see it working very similarly and very well with Kyrie and Luka Doncic. Can you? I, I, I don't know yet. I really don't. I mean, look, if I'm Luca, the, the thing is, is like at least Dallas made a move to help Luca out. Right. They went yes. after a superstar. They got him a superstar. Right. I'm just not necessarily sure how much better they are now. Like I'm not looking at Kyrie and Luca. Oh, shit. They're going to win the championship this year. They also lost two really big pieces for them. And uh, it's it, like I think. Kyrie needs to go into this situation understanding that this is Luca's squad. We need to that this team is built around Luca. Luca's our number one guy, and you know I, Kyrie is an, a very efficient shooter. I think that's what they were losing, or that's what Dallas was kind of suffering from with the inconsistency with shooting and getting those extra buckets that they need. I, I'm curious to see if it's going to work. I'm curious to see how the fans in Texas are going to, <laughs> you know, uh, embrace Kyrie and whatnot. I also know that like 
think about this, Drew. This guy, Kyrie, has played with now LeBron James, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Jason Tatum, and now Luka Doncic. Like, this guy has played with the best clientele around, and it only worked once. It worked once with LeBron. Mm. So if Kyrie goes into the situation with a right mindset, I don't know if he's going to get his extension. Does this mean that, that like Dallas could lose him this summer too? They can, right? Yep, definitely. Yeah. So I, I think that the point that you're bringing up is the major point, right? Like purely from a basketball standpoint, can they coexist? I think the answer is yes, because of what you just mentioned, he has played with LeBron. He's played with Tatum, Harden, Durant, and, and I think he's totally fine with allowing others like superstars to have the basketball and shoot as much as they want. Like I haven't seen him pouting or complaining in any of those stops, really, maybe sometimes, but not a lot about like lack of possession that he'll get. And I think Luca's willingness to pass the ball while he has it a lot, he is a good passer and he likes to, you know, feed the ball around. And I do think, you know, Kyrie's going to get a lot of open looks. From, from playing with Luka Doncic. He will, because Luka will be doubled or else he's going to punish them. And then obviously in those minutes where you can kind of rotate or you know, sub out Kyrie for a couple minutes, let Luka do his thing and then swap them out for each other. That way you always have a, you know, a top tier shot creator, shot maker in the game. That's, I mean, that is definitely an upgrade from what Dallas was. So if we back up, I don't think either you or I think Dallas was in line to win a championship this year with the with the roster they had before making this trade, right? No, not at all. I mean, they're fun. They're fun to watch, and they might win a yeah. playoff series, but Luka needs help. So that's yeah. why I, I, I'm saying, like, from the Dallas perspective, bringing in somebody like Kyrie to help Luka, especially, like, being so ball dominant that he is and the efficient, the, you know, uh, his usage rate is wild. This will maybe help Luca and Luca. Yep. If we haven't seen Luca play off the ball, like ever, right. Yep. <laughs> I, I mentioned a stat a couple times, a, a, a couple podcasts ago about how many assisted threes that he gets. Right. <laughs> and it's like zero. Yeah. He creates all of his shots. So I think it's going to take some time mm -hmm. to get used to, but you're right. I think, I think, it's intriguing, and we. It, I I think the rest of their team, though, if you look at it from you know their bench standpoint, their their four through nine guys, it's not enough at all. Mm -hmm. And I, but I do think they got better, right? You get better with Kyrie, yes, yes, you do. Yes, I think they got better, and you also touched on something that I think is appealing here for the Mavericks and for Mavericks fans is Kyrie is a free agent at the end of this year, right? Maybe he'll try and pull some shit where he won't play for the Mavericks unless they sign a contract extension. But I don't know necessarily that that would be the smartest move, but it's a possibility that he might do something like that. But if I'm the Mavericks, I'm definitely not offering that extension until we get some proven track record here. Right. And at the very least, it's a trial for the Mavericks. Let's see if this works. Let's see if Kyrie and Luca can coexist. Let's see how far they can take this squad. And who knows, maybe Dallas may make another move here or there for some uh, four through nine kind of guys, some of those role players that maybe they can elevate uh, potentially. But even just looking at what they gave up for for Kyrie, I think it's I think it's a relatively reasonable trade on both sides. Right. Uh, yes. Maybe on, I mean, on some look, they had the, the 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 Suns were the first team to throw their hat in and it was CP and Jay Crowder, Crowder and a pick. Right. Yep. And they Nets said no. And right. then the Lakers threw their hat in the ring 
And they again, like I said, Josiah probably was not going to send Kyrie, even if they put up AD. I don't think just he would not send Kyrie to where he wanted to go. Right. And Sai uh, even tried, like, okay, give us those two picks, give us Russell, and we also want Austin Reeves and Max Christie. We want you if you want to send us all that, <laughs> yeah. then we'll get you Kyrie. Right. And you know, at least at least the Lakers and the Clippers, I knew we're going to be. Uh, intrigued and they were going to try you have to try and see if you can get Kyrie Irving you know yeah. you can and that the Ty Lu and the Kyrie reunion thing and could have worked maybe yeah. but I'm glad we didn't I'm glad we didn't get it uh we it probably would have made the Clippers an instant like oh shit these guys can probably win the championship this year now that all the questions about our point guard position and like how what we lack in the fourth quarter and whatnot it would have been a big deal I think uh Kyrie and LeBron would work too like Ky yep. Kyrie LeBron and AD would work but like Lakers have been trying again for two years to get him there and they kind of swung and missed a bunch of different times but I'm glad Kyrie uh is out of his situation once again in Brooklyn and I'm glad that uh that Luca's getting some help yeah I think that's the other side of this too right so uh removing the X's and O's the reason why Dallas would do this is to show Luca that they're trying right mm -hmm. show Luca that we're, we're we're pulling strings here let's see let's see what we can do right uh we we let Brunson go that was our mistake right that was our fault <laughs> we, we should have kept the kid right should have kept them right because they wouldn't they wouldn't i don't think they would have traded for Kyrie or even been in this position to want Kyrie if they still would have Jalen Brunson on the squad right so they messed that up they're going let's see if we can fix it right we'll bring in a guy who's even better you know potentially even better than Jalen Brunson was that remains to be seen with this squad but if you look at Luca Kyrie Christian Wood that's a very solid one two three very very solid and i think they could all find some rhythm and the back end of this year. Now, outside of that, uh, something else that we were thinking about is like, would Fed, Fred Van Bleet work in Dallas? And I still think if the answer to that question is yes, then the answer to the Kyrie question has to be yes, right? If we think Van Bleet was going to be able to do something, again, Kyrie's better than Van Bleet. So I think this is a good move for the Dallas Mavericks. I like it. I like them taking a risk. It's a, min it's a minimized risk because of Kyrie's free agency coming up. And at the very least, they lose a couple guys that are very good contributors in Dinwiddie and, and uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, but they gain a lot of cap space for next year and can go get another free agent or make another trade or something along those lines if this fails, right? If it, if it blows up in their face uh, or even if it just stays kind of status quo when they finish in the, you know, four, five, six seed and then bounce out in the first two rounds, right? They, they have options here. So it makes a lot of sense to me. Based on Kyrie's track record though, like do you think, that any team is going to pay him the the extension, the five year, based on what's what you know he's done to organizations and whatnot. Do you think that's going to happen? I do, only if he proves it here. Like this is why it's so important and why it's a minimized risk for Dallas because he Kyrie has a lot to play for. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't think he can go like a ghost this situation and be like, I didn't want to go to Dallas or. I don't want to play until you give me an extension and then expect some team to fork out big money at the end of this year, pulling that shit on yet another franchise. So I do think it's, it's imperative for Kyrie that he plays and plays well, whether, whether that be Dallas that offers him the extension, or if he does eventually go to free agency and hopes that somebody will make an offer for him. Now I do think the Lakers will be there, right? I think the Lakers will be there in free agency this year. Uh, and go, okay, like we have all these one-year deals. We'll just clear it out and we'll spend money on Kyrie and then we'll finish the rest of the roster with 
you know, all these other one-year guys in Austin Reeves, right? Like that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of our MO. And so I do think he will have suitors, right? I, I Miami, like there's, a, there's a, a few teams that would go, let's, you know, maybe let's explore this. I don't know if he can expect the max deal from any of those teams, but certainly teams will be there going, Hey, all right, what about two years for 60 or something like that? Right. Um, but anyway, I think this is exciting. I'm excited to see when eventually Luca gets back on the court, how this all looks, what Kyrie is going to do on the offense when they're back. I think he'll have, I mean, I know that he technically has a calf problem, which is something that popped up right before the trade deadline, but uh, maybe he'll be able to play, you know, sooner rather than later, depending upon the He's going to play against the Clippers on Thursday. I think that's it, or on uh, Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's his goal. Nice. Well, the Clippers are playing the Nets tonight, so yes. should be a nice win for you guys with no KD. Don't say no. that, man. It's been rough. We're not talking about the Clippers on this episode, okay? We're not. We're not discussing them. Um, okay, so so I think we've covered. Do you have anything else about Kyrie on the Mavs that you want? No, to No, I think. On? But dude, there's one other thing in this whole scenario, and that is Kevin Durant is still in Brooklyn, right? Right. That was and, where I was going to move to. We have to talk about what this means for the Nets, right? We well, covered what it means for the uh, Kyrie just came out last week, and he was talking about how Kevin Durant's his best friend. Like, we're best yeah. friends. We're best buddies. And then this happens. And again, you're allowed to do that, Kyrie. You're allowed to, you know, I, it, it was it was good of him to do this now instead of just leave in free agency and leave them with nothing, right? So that's cool. But now Kevin Durant is once again, who went to Brooklyn to play with Kyrie. We're back in this situation again. And I thought the cover of the Daily News today in New York, where it said, he's he's your headache now, was a picture of Kyrie. And he's like, he's your headache now. And I think that's very true. I think he is a headache. I think, it. you know, we've been doing this show for five years, man. And every year it's something with Kyrie. Yeah. So he's somebody else's problem now. Now, Let's see how it works in Dallas. I'm I'm curious to see because th- th- these two crazy talents that is Luca and uh, Kyrie Irving should be something like box office. It should be, but I still think they need a lot of help. Right, and so I think moving to the Kevin Durant side of things here, um, I don't know what's next for them. Right, I I do. We know that Kevin Durant requested a trade this summer. Right, we he did that and got Nash fired. Kind of tangentially from that right we we can assume uh so he's got a coach that he likes in Jacques Vaughn he had a team that was performing extremely well before he went down with his injury jumping all the way up the standings and and playing like a real contender uh getting back those injured players and Seth Curry and Joe Harris and and TJ um Warren all of those were fantastic trending in the right direction Nick Claxton could be most improved player of the year if not second because of Laurie Markkinen, right? Markkinen's crushing. It's hard to, it's hard to top that guy, but everything was working in the right direction. Then we have this, right? Kevin Durant goes down with injury. The team relies on Kyrie to, to keep them afloat and does a decent job of, of making them stay around 500 and then boom, drops the trade request. So I think that is the next thing. Do, does Kevin Durant in your estimation be, stay a net for the rest of this year? Or do you think they deal him before the trade deadline? I think right now, I think it's, it's blow it up and get the most you can for Kevin Durant now, right? That's what I would do. I think his value is extremely high. If we saw what, you know, obviously we always go back to the Gobert trade, but like Kevin Durant could garnish you like a lot right now. And I, like you said, they're not a championship team without Kyrie there. Um, I think the trade value for Ben Simmons is very low right now, but Mm -hmm. I think you could get a lot for Kevin Durant. So 
And he still has a lot in the tank, man. We saw what he did, what he was doing this year. This guy can bring some value to somebody, maybe Toronto. Maybe you can get OG and Van Vliet. You know what I mean? Like that's a really big haul for them. So if I'm Joe Sy and Sean Marks and whatnot, I think they've been doing it all weekend. I think they're, I think they're not dumb. They can see that like, wow, we're, we're probably not going to be a contender, but you're losing a uh, high value box office dude in Kevin Durant, the guy that gets people to pay tickets, pay for tickets to go in and watch. But if you're, if your plan is for the future, I would see how much I can get for Kevin Durant. I'd test the waters. And I think Toronto would be the spot that I would be looking at first. Yeah. I think, I think, I, I think it, there, they would be too trigger happy to let Kevin Durant go right now, unless something falls into their lap that ticks all the boxes. Mm-hmm. And that means a go bear type of a haul, right? There's no way that they would accept anything less than what DeJounte Murray was traded for and what Gobert was traded for Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of package that they need to be looking at here. Right. And I and just who don't has know that who has exactly that? that's, that's the main portion. Now, mm-hmm. if you go to the Toronto thing, which we've been talking a lot about, they have two very high caliber players, right? So that would be a little easier for them to take a little less when you get those two guys involved, but still picks and others would need to be involved in that trade not just those two guys. So I still think the, the, the Nets will keep Kevin Durant on the roster for the remaining of the year. Um, and he, he did sign an extension not too long ago, so they still have time on their end to make the deal happen, whether that be right now in the next you know, five days, <laughs> uh, three days really, or, or you know, this summer when there's more open trade conversations and, and cap room is decided and things like that. So uh, I don't think though he'll be traded in the next three days. I do think they'll explore it without a doubt. I bet they're on the phone right now talking to teams like, what do you want? Uh, and certainly Ben Simmons probably available as well, but <laughs> I, I don't think he would he would get a whole lot in return uh, for, for Benny Sims. But the thing that I just keep going back to clips is, you know, say what you want about whether or not LeBron and Anthony Davis have worked out. Say what you want about Kawhi and Paul George working out or not. Those two worked out a lot better than this Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving experiment did in Brooklyn. And you got to throw in James Harden in there too. Oh yeah. And, I forgot about that. It, it's a, it's a catastrophe of massive portions. I mean, they, they, they mortgaged everything and all they did was get to the second round, <laughs> you know, granted they could have, they, the, you know, the year that Kevin Durant stepped on the line, they, they, I think they could have done it. They probably could have gotten over the hump and they could have won a championship that year, but so this whose is fault a, is it then? Whose right. fault? Who is it? Kyrie? Is it? Is it him? I mean, I think JJ said it the best on on his show yesterday or today, where he's like, "Look, he doesn't think Kyrie takes this seriously. Like, really cares about playing basketball." Mm. And you know, your teammates notice that shit. I mean, the unavailability that he's had over the past couple years really throws a wrench in your whole process, man, of winning basketball games and, and all that. So at the end of the day, this is going to be his fourth team, right? We just mentioned all these great players he's played with, but, and I don't think Luca puts up with any bullshit either. I think Luca has the end say in everything that happens for the Mavericks, just like Dirk. And if Luca's not feeling it, it he'll it, Kyrie will be out quick. Definitely. Quick. Yeah. 100%. I agree with you. And, and, Mark Cuban and the entire Mavs organization will be 100% behind Luca, right? There will be no, oh, actually, I think we should 
side with Kyrie on this. No, there's there's none of that. It'll be it's Luca all the way. Um, I think the thing that I that I think about though is in history when we look back, we had all these big you know duos form, and the Lakers are the only ones, Anthony Davis and LeBron, that have gotten a championship out of all of these moves that we thought were crazy big moves. They were in their own right crazy big moves, but only one of them has worked out, and even that one is a minimal success at best because it was a freaking 72 game season and it was all, you know, behind closed doors in Orlando and all that shit was sideways. So none of them really have worked out, but the Lakers have something to hang their hat on there. I do think though, if you could, you know, the writing was on the wall, you know, back when Harden joined and then it, that fizzled out so fast, you probably should have given up Kyrie at that point and, and kept Harden, right? Look at how Harden is doing now with, with Philly. Yes, he had, you know, a, a tough end of the year last year for sure. But I think you could have kept Harden and maybe traded Kyrie to Philly or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, but I think I think the relationship with Kevin Durant is the main factor in that, his best friend. You don't want right. to piss off. You don't want to piss off KD, right? And yeah. then at the end of the day, you just brought it up. That, that shit might be done too, right? Mm. So mm. then we have this this three years of just like, what the fuck, man? Like, how how does that not work out, right? All we were talking about was like, there is no way Harden, Kyrie, and Durant do not win a championship. How how does that not And for like out? the first four games, they were it looked exactly like we thought it was going to. Harden was triple-doubling. Everybody, Katie was all over the place. Kyrie was, was insane. And man, that was so fast, so fleeting. Crazy, though. Um, okay, so I think... We're both in alignment here. The Nets will struggle to do anything in the postseason if they maintain this roster now that they have it. We do expect more moves to be made, whether that be a, a move I, for I, KD or for or for other people, right? I think the Nets have a good squad, man. They got a bunch of players on that team. They do surrounding Kevin Durant. I just don't think it's, it's enough to win a championship. I think they right. can win games, but yeah. I think from KD's perspective, he's he doesn't have another five years to wait, right? Like you got to the same thing that, that Mark Cuban's doing for Luca right now, the nets have to be doing for KD. If they want to make, they want to keep him around for the remainder of his career. And I think that needs to be done quickly because KD does not want to be playing for nothing less than a championship. He doesn't want to play for a first round exit again. He doesn't right. want to do that shit. And I think the only reason I keep bringing up Toronto is because they, or, or they should even try. I think, they should be testing the Ben Simmons. Like, who could we get, get for Ben Simmons? You know, mm. it, it, there might be some suitors out there. I don't think you'll get Van Vliet, but you might. You might be able to get OG. You might be able Maybe. to get OG down there. Maybe they, they already have Scotty Barnes in Toronto, which I think is a very, very similar player to Ben. So I, I don't think the Ben Simmons to Toronto will be something that we see. Yeah. But uh, I mean, unless it is for for Scotty Barnes, which again, I don't, I don't think Toronto would do that either. But. The Suns, you brought them up. This, I want to I move to the Suns because they have been an active player in at least attempting to get both Kyrie and Kevin Durant, right? In the summertime, we saw the Suns you know, potentially offer a couple different packages to try and lure Kevin Durant over there. And we find out that they offered Chris Paul in this trade to get Kyrie, which is a whole, that's a whole segment in itself. That's a whole nother podcast we could go into. But Chris Paul being traded, potentially, or at least finding out about it through you know, Shams or Woj or whatever that the Suns offered him. I wonder what that's going to do to the Suns. I wonder what that's going to do to Chris Paul and his motivations for this year. But more importantly, I wonder if they can turn this into, all right, well, maybe we, we don't get Kyrie, but maybe we keep Chris Paul and, and 
unload the truck for Kevin Durant and make a play to bring Kevin Durant to play with Chris Paul, to play with Devin Booker. Uh, and maybe there's a way to get Aiden out of out of Phoenix. That's the only since... way it would work. And I think they're off of him anyways, right? And they yeah. want, for, for, for the love of God, can they get Jay Crowder somewhere, okay? <laughs> like Jay Crowder, just get off of the Jay Crowder shit. So it would have to be, I think, they were really, I think the Suns were the first ones, again, to put their, to throw their hat in the ring. And I think they wanted to test, right? They just wanted to test it out to see if they would bite or not. So they, they undervalued it. They said CP, one pick, and Jay Crowder, right? And mm-hmm. then by the time that they declined, they had already moved on from that. Like the Nets had already moved on to trying to get everybody on the Lakers. But I think, I think CP, KD, and Booker is really interesting. I think that works. And I think, KD would love the opportunity to do that. But again, yeah. do they have enough pieces? Aiton would have to be in there. Cam Johnson would have to be in there to make I it think work. it's Mikhail Bridges. So let me ask you Ooh. this. I think if, if you're Joe Sy and, and the Nets, and I offer you, oh boy, let's think, Aiton, Mikhail Bridges, and like two picks and Crowder. We'll, get, we'll throw in Crowder as well. Would you say yes? To trading away Kemp. first think, round picks. I'm talking about first round picks. I think you can get more though. I do. Right. I think I think you could get more for KD. But the go the go bear trade <laughs> suggests that you have to get more for mm-hmm. Kevin Durant than just that. But those players are good. Aiden's a good player. Mikhail Bridges, very good player. I mean, second second in uh, in defensive player of uh, the year voting for last year. Uh, Crowder, no slouch, but. That's kind of what I think the Suns can offer. And I, I don't think they would offer Cam Johnson. I mean, not, don't get me wrong. They would offer Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges and Aiden just to get That's Kevin what Durant, I would I'm go sure. for. That would, yeah. that would pique my interest. You get like, both I, of the wings. I was you the get Nets, Mikhail I and you get – and then but then maybe you keep Crowder and try and, <laughs> and, try and get him on the floor because then you're a little thin on the wing. But, uh, yeah, anyway, it's interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be curious to see if the Suns do make a move now. Um, whether that be, you know, for Kevin Durant, like we're talking about, or if they offer some sort of similar package to Toronto for, for Fred Van Vliet. Like if they offer Chris Paul, Chris Paul retires, if that happens, bro, he doesn't, he ain't playing in Toronto with nobody, you know, and that would suck if that happened. And you know what? Uh, CP changed that whole franchise, just like he did with every franchise he ever played for the complete opposite of what Kyrie (laughs) has done. (laughs) Okay. The complete opposite. He changed, he changed the Hornets. He changed the Clippers. He changed the Suns. man. Uh, Maybe the stint in Houston wasn't, wasn't the best, but I don't think that was all Chris Paul's fault. Yeah. But if he gets traded to, to Toronto, I say, Chris just throws, just gives up and says, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I think that's probably a good call. I do. I, I I don't see why he would, you know, or, or if it happens, maybe he doesn't retire or, or just quit full out, but like, uh, my back, I got back spasms. I can't, I can't do it. I'm, I'm going to be out for a long time. I got to see a specialist in, in Jamaica, a back specialist. I got to go. I can't hey, be here. Drew, you know, what team I would be looking at for the nets is I'd be looking at Orlando mm. with all the assets they have there and their first round picks are going to be worth something. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking at the young talent. Right. I'm looking at, you know, Fultz. I'm looking at Mobamba. I'm looking at what can I get bowl bowl? I'm looking at all and picks. Like if we're going to rebuild and be young and whatnot, that's the team I would go for. Cause they have so many players and mm. you might be able to get like five players from Orlando 
plus <laughs> a number plus a number one pick that's going to mean something. Right. You know, a first round pick. That's that's what I would do. I think Orlando would would say no. That's what I think. I think really? Orlando would be like, no, we don't want just one guy. We're trying to build something here. We don't need a 30 a something broken down, like injured Hall of Fame best mm-hmm. player ever to play in our, you know, one of the best players ever play in Orlando type of player, because you're right. They would have to give up the whole farm in order to get him. So it's like, OK, well, you know, <laughs> what, what are we doing here? We have Kevin Durant to fill some seats and sign some autographs. And Katie want- would hate Orlando. Exactly. Right? He doesn't he want would- to go there. Exactly. That's why it's so hard. That's why it's so difficult to figure out a trade for Kevin Durant, which is another reason why I don't think he'll be traded this year. I think they need more time to put together a massive deal to get him excited about going somewhere that makes teams actually want to trade for him. Um, But yeah, I will be watching to see what Chris Paul (laughs) does here in in the coming days uh, and see if, if the, if things change a little bit in, in Phoenix or if his attitude changes or, you know, his availability. I I think your attitude automatically changes though mm-hmm. i think luke Kennard and terrence mann's attitude mm. are, are gonna change now because now like the cats are the cats out of the bag bro like we know <laughs> that i i thought t man and luke were untouchable untouchable i, I, I really did yeah. and they're the first people we threw off the boat man like here <laughs> what we get rid of them and uh i i thought the lakers did a good job of not biting because the lakers yeah. do uh, they normally do their track record lately is like all right what do you want cool they don't even negotiate well, right i i think we i mean look man i think we would have they, they asked for austin Reed. Like, let's get into it. that was the last piece that i was going to mention okay. is the lakers component of this because we did offer russell westbrook and reportedly offered the two picks that everyone wants we offered that to brooklyn and from the reporting that I heard from, I believe it was from Shams, that Josiah was just not going to trade Kevin, Kyrie. Not to, at all. Was just not going to trade him to the Lakers. He would have traded him to the Clippers, yeah. but he wasn't going to trade Kyrie where he wanted to go. No. Even though it may have meant a better return for the Nets in the long term. It would have left rich Kevin Durant. moves though, bro. Like he, it's not even about the basketball at this point for that. Yeah, that was a power play. That's yeah. a power. That is a Joe side power play going. Oh, you want to go where? Cool. Uh, yeah, we need uh, how many picks do you have? Uh, how many players do you want? Okay, uh, double it. Double everything. Tell me your offer. I'm going to hang up. You call me back when you're ready to double it. That was essentially the kind of negotiation that Joe Sai gave Palinka and Jeannie Buss in the Lakers organization. So I will say that within the 48 hours of Kyrie announcing his trade request and then moving, it allowed us Lakers fans to dream a bit clips. It gave us, you know, some butterflies in the stomach. It gave us some hope because the truth of the matter is as a Lakers fan, I wanted Kyrie to come to the Lakers because I do think he has the utmost respect for LeBron. I don't think he would come there and then fuck around. Right. Uh, You know, again, like, like, like he did with LeBron, you know, towards the end of that Cleveland thing. Uh, And I, I could very much see, a world where Kyrie, LeBron, and Anthony Davis could vault us up into some pretty serious playoff contentions. No, that and, changes everything. Yeah. Like that, <laughs> yeah, that's the situation that changes everything, right? Yes. I yes. don't think. I don't think. I think Kyrie would have been great on the Clippers too, but I don't think it would have had the same impact as it no. would if he goes and plays with AD and LeBron again. Yeah, right? and and so here's the thing too that you know we have the thing with Joe Side not wanting to trade 
with the Lakers. Fine. Okay. That doesn't happen. I'm glad we didn't say, like you said, just say, pull the trigger. Okay. Austin Reeves, Max Christie, both picks and Russ. Fine. Whatever. Like you want somebody else? Like, fine. You want to, you want to check? We'll cut you a check. Uh, I'm glad we didn't do that because if, if, (laughs) if anything is proven on this track record for Kyrie, most likely he'll be available in free agency at the end of this year. Right. Maybe he does enough. Maybe he's, maybe he's phenomenal for Dallas. Maybe he, you know, helps them get into the top four seeds, uh, even the top two seeds before the season's over. And maybe he pushes them into the Western Conference finals or pushes them over into the finals and, mm-hmm. and they're competing for championship. Who knows? It's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe Dallas go ahead, go ahead and, and offers him the extension at that point. Most likely it's not going to happen like that. Most likely. Right. Yeah. I don't see that so happening. I think the Lakers were like, cool. We're not going to, we're not going to pursue that. Russell's contracts up at the end of this year. We got a shit ton of cap space when that's gone. Mm-hmm. Kyrie, come, let's come, come I over think, here when you're I done. I think it's inevitable. We'll pick dude. him up. How about yeah. that? I think it's inevitable. I think this is just going to be a stop for Kyrie for the yep. next six months. And then he's going to get what he wants and get to LA. I think it's inevitable. I, if, if we can timestamp this right now, I will say <laughs> Kyrie will be a Laker. At this somehow, time. somehow you're timestamping that before me, which is, is essentially what I was saying. So it's, it's clips and Drew. It's a double stamp. No, it's, it's a fine. double stamp. Kyrie's going to be a Laker. We're double stamping it. Uh, I'm with you on this. Now, I'm excited about that prospect because uh, the Russell experiment, just as much as we've talked about the Kyrie, Kevin Durant thing failing, has not worked. It hasn't worked. Uh, and and initially it was, it was mostly because of Russ. And now it's less because of Russ and mostly because of the players that we have around Russ, including LeBron and Anthony Davis. I think Russ plays quite well with Anthony, Anthony Davis. And I think he's found a decent spot within this roster. He's committed to coming off the bench. He's committed to winning the six man of the year award. I guarantee you clips. He will not start another game, even if all of our players are out, which has already happened. We've had games with Anthony Davis and LeBron James not starting and Russ still coming off the bench. So he's all in on six man of the year. He wants another award to add to the trophy case and he's going to be gone. We're, we're not going to, we're not going to resign him. We should not. We, I, God, please. I hope not. I would much rather see Kyrie Irving in a Lakers Jersey come next year. than Russell Westbrook. Now there, there is a, there is a chance that we get both of them, right? Like maybe, maybe Russ wants to stay in Los Angeles and be at home and maybe no other suitors come calling. So maybe we offer him you know, uh, not a max contract and, and uh, kind of a, kind of a smaller deal. And maybe we do the same thing with Kyrie to allow for the four of them to be on the team together. I don't want to go down that road. Cause that's a fucking circus. I'd much rather just have Kyrie LeBron and Anthony Davis. Uh, I just came to me while you were talking. Why not? I know this is, this is a little random, but KD back to OKC for SGA, right? So if 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 you got SGA back and a couple picks for KD, would you take that one? I would want more. I would want because because they they have a lot of guards. Yeah, uh, Brooklyn, right? So maybe you give you get Shea and then you you give KD and uh, fuck. See, this would have been a great KD and Kyrie kind of a trade. Right, here. right. That would have been a great like combo for OKC. Or Orlando, like one of those types of deals, and I think the boat, the ship is, is sailed on that because they're they split them up. Um, shit, if I was if I was Sam Presti in Oklahoma City, I I would say no. I would say Shea's young. I would say you know we we have all of this young talent 
and all these future picks. So, you know, shit, dude, I don't know, man. That's a I don't know. That's a, that's that one's tough because Oklahoma's not ready to win right now. Right? right. They're not. They're not ready to just flip the trigger and win. The only way they would do that is if they were able to add Durant and keep Shea. Then you could go, okay, let's 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 see where these horses can go. Like let's let's let them loose. Uh, but if it's a straight up where you're given you're getting Durant and giving up Shea, I think they're they end up in a in a worse position than they are now. Even though, you know, next year they could look amazing. It could be Kevin Durant and four or five, seven footers running around out there. They have so many, so much length on that team. Um, but I don't I don't think I don't think I don't think Presty would do that. I think Shea's kind of his guy. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So we're about three days away from the deadline. When is it? The ninth? Is it three days away? It's three days. It's three days away. Yeah, A lot more is going to happen. I think the Lakers and Clippers both are going to be making some moves. I think there's going to be a lot of moving parts happening in the next couple of days, which we are going to discuss on our next show, because this was just for Kyrie. I mean, it turned into KD and Kyrie talk, but it is what it is. And we're living in a world right now where Kyrie Irving is playing with Luka Doncic. We are going to see this this week against the Clippers. But let us know what your thoughts about Kyrie. Is it a good is it a good fit? Hit us up in the DMs. Check us out on Instagram at Clips and Drew. We're going to have some YouTube stuff for you guys finally that's coming. So uh, this was an emergency podcast, not a full episode, but we're going to come back full episode, breaking down everything happening. Uh, uh, within this trade deadline. So we're going to be back shortly. So follow through with Clips and Drew, y'all. We're ghost. You know what it is. You know what it is. You know where you're at. This is the fall.